Well, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Are we ready? Merry Christmas. Anyone feel like Christmas got here quick? Man, I woke up this morning and it actually kind of felt Christmassy. It was all foggy and it was great. When was the last time we saw fog in Arizona? Right? Some of you are like, did I miss? Did Jesus come back? And I, <laughs> right? It was a beautiful morning. It's really honestly just a blessing to be here to celebrate Christmas and uh, to celebrate Christmas with you guys. And I have to say Christmas Eve is one of my favorite services. It's a little different this year because not only is it the morning, but we're at a school. So it's a little different, but we like doing things a little different, right? And every experience, you get to uh, just experience different things. But I, I truly believe, even though it's the morning, even though it's different, that it's an important service. My wife and I talk about that it's one of our favorites. Because really in the middle of absolute chaos, we take a moment to stop. We take a moment to rest. We take a moment to focus on God. We take a moment to be renewed in our hearts and in our souls. And we've been in a series called Holy Moments. And this morning really is, it's a moment. It's a special moment. It's a moment that connects us to thousands of years of history. It's a moment that unites us with millions and millions of other believers. This morning is a moment where we celebrate that the light has come. This morning, we're going to celebrate light. Can somebody say light? In fact, I need all the kids. Can you guys help me? Can you guys, you guys are so good at this. Can you say light? Okay, let's try it one more time. Light? Awesome. I'm going to need your help in this, okay? Can you guys help me? Okay, I'll, I'll ask for your help. Are you ready? Lucy, are you ready? Okay, just in case. For thousands of years, the church has celebrated and gathered on Christmas Eve just like this to remember the moment when the light of heaven came to earth, that on a dark night and dark times, the light came to earth. But our celebration and our longing for light actually goes back even further. For thousands of years, the people of Israel waited for light. Somebody say light. Light. The people of Israel were waiting for light. They were waiting for a chosen Messiah, the one who would finally bring peace on earth, the one who would redeem them. Light was a really powerful image to the people of Israel. In the beginning of creation in Genesis, God's first act in the chaos of the deeps is to create light. Light was the opposite of chaos. It brought order, it brought peace. And so when the people of Israel, when they were freed from their slavery in Egypt, they were brought out into the desert. And how many of you know that the desert is a very dark place, right? Especially with no light pollution, the farther you get, the darker it is. But God's presence was with them in the desert as a pillar of fire and more importantly, as a symbol of light. Where my kids, somebody say light. Good job. That light led them, it secured them, and God's presence was with them. And so for generations after Israel's time in the wilderness, they would gather together and they would celebrate what's called the Feast of Tabernacles. Lucy, can you guess what they were celebrating? It's one word. You've said it six times so far. Light. Good job. <laughs> and so they would go into the temple where they were where there were four huge candelabras in the feast of tabernacles is the best way i could describe it 
and they would go light the lamps at night and the men and women they would sing and they would dance all the way into the morning celebrating the light and it was a profound and joyous celebration the feast of tabernacles was where, where they were recognizing and celebrating that God's light was with them and also that they were hungering for God's light to return to them they were remembering when the presence of God was so real and manifest with them that they had light and they were longing and hoping for the return of the light of God. And so for generations, God would send prophets to the people of Israel saying this, Isaiah 9, 2. I think we have it on the screen. Isaiah 9, 2 says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. It says, on those in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Verse 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He'll reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And I love this prophecy because when Jesus became an adult, it was on the Feast of Tabernacles in the celebration of light that Jesus said in John 8, 12, he stood up and he spoke to the people who were celebrating and remembering that God was their light. He said in John 8, he said, when Jesus spoke, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This morning we celebrate something so pure and good, and that's that Jesus is the light of the world. Just as the angels appeared on the night of Jesus' birth and loudly declared an invitation to witness the gospel alive in the birth of Jesus Christ, that's why we're here this morning. That's why I'm here this morning to invite you to come and see the light that is Christ the Lord. Come and see the light who's come to take away the sins of the world. Come and see the Prince of Peace. Come and see the one who has come to earth to bring light. Jesus is the light of the world. There is no other light than him. It's Jesus or the darkness. There, there really is no option C. There is no other light. And since he's the only light, then the reality is that all of the world is in need of him as their light. And that longing lives somewhere in every, inside of every person. And we've seen that expressed throughout centuries and centuries of time of people finding different ways of looking for the light. How many of us have here, before we found Christ, maybe we looked a lot of different ways for the light, right? But it's only found in Jesus Christ. We long for his light. We were made for his light. We were created to be in the light. So the light has come through Jesus Christ. But when the light comes, it, it not only uh, illuminates sin clearly, it also shines brightly with beauty and truth. It begins to change things around us. And so on Christmas, we celebrate this, this beautiful and perfect moment that born in a dark manger, in a dark town, in a dark time politically, in a dark time socially, in a dark time in sin and suffering, born was a Savior who is the light. And that light illuminates every part of our life. 
He goes before us as light. He gives us hope as light. He's light around us to bring us healing. He's the light of the world. What's good news is when we follow Jesus, we have the light. Lucy, we have the what? The light. Good job. Kids, we have the what? We have the light? Good job. Good job. Is that Zekers? Good job. I don't know who that was. <laughs> when we follow Jesus, we have the light, right? Jesus says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. He says, I'm your shepherd. I'm your sacrifice. I'm your living water. I'm your daily bread. And I'm your light. See, following Jesus, uh, oftentimes we see following Jesus like trying to track him like he's a deer in the bush. Well, I've got to find him where he's at and got to track him down and find his ways. But we're not tracking Jesus. We're not lagging behind him like a little brother hoping to catch up with his long strides. To follow Jesus means to, to be about what he's about, to pursue who he is, to really abandon our old self and be fully joined in him. That's why John 15, he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. Jesus says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. He says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So here's the thing about the light. Christ invites us. He says, join yourself with me. Surrender your heart. Abide in me and receive the light that comes from me. Isn't that amazing? See, Jesus offers the light to all people. This is the beauty of the gospel. Everybody here, Jesus has offered the light to. He says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 1, 4 says, we've all been there. In him was life, and that life was light of all mankind. Church, did you know that Jesus is the life that gives us light? It's what his life illuminates our life. In John 1, 9, it says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world, that he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. It says he came Jesus came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. So the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. That's what I love about Jesus. Jesus is life, and he gives life to those who would follow him. And that life gives us light. The light of Christ gives sight to the blind soul. It's an eternal life-giving light. Because the light of Christ changes everything. See, everything looks different in the light of Christ. Oceans, rivers, mountains, families, relationships, struggles, victories. Nothing is the same again when Jesus is our light. It's the lamp to your feet in difficult journeys. It's the soft glow to comfort you during tragedy. It's the shining revelation of the loving face of God in your life. As Jesus said in John 12, I encourage everybody here this morning and everyone watching online, believe in the light. If you've not received the light of Christ, in fact, let's just, we're just going to stop right now. Let's stop right now and do this. Bow your heads with me this morning. 
If you've not received the light of Christ, I'm just gonna give you the opportunity right here to be made new in the light of Jesus Christ. Wherever you are, if you would just repeat this prayer with me in your heart this morning. You're just speaking you in Jesus and say, Dear Jesus, I surrender my heart to you. I choose today to follow you as my Lord and Savior. Make me new. I receive your light in your name. Amen. Okay, here's one more good thing. You ready? As believers, do you know this? We're carriers of light, right? As believers, we carry that light. If you've received it, you carry it. You walk with it. You go with it. Matthew 5.14 says, you are the light of the world. Who said that? Jesus said that. He said, you are the light of the world. You're a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. It says, neither do people light a lamp and put it on a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Church, everyone here, regardless of how qualified you feel for this, everyone here who believes in Jesus Christ has something special to share this Christmas. And it's not something that's just you. It's something you're handing down. It's the only kind of hand-me-down that's good, right? You can re-gift this on Christmas. It's okay. It's greater than any present. It's more nourishing and life-giving than any meal. It's more loving than any embrace. You have the light from Jesus Christ. So wherever you go, you take that light with you. You take the light that brings joy in tough times. You take the light that brings truth to dark places. You take the light that gives hope in every heart and in every home. That's why we're here this morning to celebrate the light, not only that you've received, but that you would take it with you. Man, this season is about so many things and so many focuses and giving this and giving that. But can I tell you, you there's no greater gift than to give somebody the light of Jesus Christ. Amen? Because there was a day that someone gave it to you and it changed everything. It illuminated your soul. It illuminated your life. And I want to encourage you, you might not feel empowered, equipped, qualified, whatever that might be. But if the light of Christ is within you, then it's within you to give to somebody else. And the Lord will strengthen you and loves you and is with you. We believe that, amen? Okay, where are my kids? One last time, let's say light. One more time, let's say light. Okay, one more time, let's say light. Good job, you guys are crushing it. Can we thank the kids? Good job. You guys did good. Good job. I want to pray for us as we, as we close this portion. There's still more of the service, but keeping it all nice and nice and true here. Would you do this? In fact, would you stand with me this morning? I want to share something with you. Tonight, I think we're going to celebrate a little differently. Uh, we can't have open flame in here because in case you weren't aware when you drove on the property, it's a school. And so they, <laughs> having, a, you know, hundreds of open flames and children, apparently, I don't know, they're not cool with, I don't know, I don't get it, but no, it's <laughs> Uh, so we were thinking through, and I was reminded of this moment. I don't know if you guys have ever been in the caves in southern Arizona, if you've ever gone down there. But I went on a cave tour uh, when I was younger. 
and you walk down forever, like a mile into the ground. It's it's really, really impressive. And when you get down there, the little the guide who's with you thinks it's funny to turn the lights off, right? But it's really interesting because you're so far down, there's no light. Have you ever been in a situation where there's like zero light and your mind just, it starts going a little wild, right? And so the mind starts going a little wild and, uh, because there's nothing to see. And I, I remember this moment where he pulled out this little glow stick. I'm going to crack this open without breaking it on the stage here. And you would think, I mean, this is a pretty small amount of light. You would think this wouldn't be enough. But he pulled out this little glow stick, and as he shone it around, you could see the tiniest amount of light forever. Like so far into this cave. And that's the powerful thing about the comparison of light and darkness is as grand as darkness thinks it may be, even the smallest light makes the biggest impact. So we're going to hand you all one of these. You can crack them open. Go for it. Crack it to sticks. Get it. Let's get it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good sound. Yeah, if you don't... But we want to do this, remember, because here's why. Just like obviously the cracker is not a whole loaf of bread for communion, same thing, this isn't a flame. <laughs> it's just symbolism. But the symbol is important. Here's why it's important to us this morning. Because it is important that as believers, we remember that on this night, in an insignificant town, to a seemingly socially and politically insignificant family, came the smallest but most important light, right? There you go. Good. Shake them up. All right. You got it. I think they're shaking, kids. Look good. You guys look good. So this morning, I, I want to take this fun token to remember that as we sing these songs and as we declare the truth of the word of God, that we would remember, I know it's nice and shiny and it looks like you're at a rave, but we're gonna remember together that Jesus came, he was truly born. When's the last time you thought about that? That Jesus was truly born as the light of the world in a small moment, in a small place, but for great things. And as we sing, I want us to remember that he's the great light that came to illuminate the darkness. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your great light, that you came to earth to live and to die for our sins. Thank you for your light. And God, we pray that we would receive it and be unified with it and carry it out to others in your mighty name. Let's worship. What do you say? Yeah, whenever you're ready, dude. <laughs> Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and raise some captive Israel, Until the Son of God 
Silent Night. You got all your lights, kids? Everyone's got your lights out? All right, let's sing this together. Silent Night. Yeah. 
listening to the Banner Church Podcast. We hope this message was impactful for you. Check the episode notes to visit our website, follow us on social media, and subscribe to our podcast. We'll see you again next week.